way we rise above that human response is education. And it takes a very brave person to push past their fear by education. Because automation isn't scary if you begin to understand what it's doing. Welcome to this week's NTD podcast, evolving into the future of manufacturing with Zeiss. I'm Giovanni Albanese hosting today's show, a passionate engineer and a very proud member of the NTD team. It's an absolute pleasure to be rejoined by a very special guest today, an advocate for metrology and manufacturing. We have the pleasure to be joined again by Jay Alapano from Germany, aka the measuring hero with a list of qualifications that include a BS in mechanical engineering and an MBA focusing on international business. Jay's current role is in the product manager, is, a, is the product manager at Zeiss IQS, and he's recently been on a two-year assignment in Germany, Germany for the launch of a new optical metrology product, which we'll be talking all about today. Welcome, Jay. Gio, thank you for having me again. It's always a pleasure to uh, uh, to speak to you. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for welcoming me. <laughs> no, thank you, Jay. Um, your, me- your hashtag me- measuring hero videos are absolutely fabulous. For our listeners that haven't seen them yet, please check them out on YouTube. Um, Jay, thanks so much again for joining us today. Um, I know you're from, you're, you're in Germany. Um, how have you been recently? Uh, it, everything's great over here. We are, uh, uh, I'm enjoying, uh, the warm confines of my flat here, uh, as we, uh, as we are kind of buckle down for the winter. Um, I actually just got back from the United States, so I'm, uh, in the midst of a quarantine here, but, uh, everything's fine. Enjoying the fall crisp weather and, uh, preparing for, a uh, for, uh, winter time. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a crazy year, um, for, for sure, Jay, and hopefully, you know, things will start getting back to some kind of normality at some point soon. Now, for our uh, listeners, Carl Zeiss are a massive organisation globally. Most listeners will be familiar with the lenses and cameras. However, today we will be concentrating on the metrology side of the business. Jay, can you give our, our listeners, um, to start off with, a brief insight into Zeiss and the metrology solutions that you offer. Absolutely, absolutely. Zeiss um, started, oh my gosh, over 170 years ago with the creation of uh, the microscope. Uh, The uh, portfolio twist and turned from there, uh, but about 100 years ago then we began our actual uh, metrology group. We created a uh, thread screw gauge about 100 years ago um, and from there, we began uh, doing different measurement uh, equipment, um, uh, multifaceted thread gauges and things like that. Uh, then we began to uh, really excel in uh, uh, tactile measurement equipment and were some of the pi- original pioneers to the coordinate measuring machine, the tactile coordinate measuring machine. Uh, so from there, uh, the uh, IQ, uh, the, the industrial metrology, uh, portfolio, uh, grew from there. It, it touches many different uh, things now. So if you add now, uh, the metrology plus the, uh, uh, 
microscopy groups together, we compromise about a quarter of uh, Zeiss's entire portfolio. So um, we have, of course, expanded beyond uh, coordinate measuring machines to optical measuring machines, full CT scanners, um, uh, portable metrology. Oh my gosh, uh, uh, countless. Uh, the, the, the industrial metrology portfolio has gotten quite big. So uh, yeah, that's <laughs> oh, wow. about, uh, about us and our portion of size. Wow, it's a, it's a vast portfolio of solutions and, and you're continuously evolving too um, and, and you're evolving very quickly, may I add. <laughs> now, uh, Jay, let's refresh our memories. Um, from our last question time live, this was um, the, the last time we spoke together. We, we did it with uh, David Shutu, who unfortunately couldn't join us today. Um, but this was during the first lockdown. We, we discussed evolving technologies and new products from Zeiss. And we also touched upon um, a product that we couldn't go into too much detail about at that, that time. Now, Jay, take it away and tell us all about the launch of the whole new tech. Absolutely. Gio, thank you uh, again. Yeah, when we spoke last time, I, uh, I, I, I teased with you that I came to launch a product. Uh, and at the time, we couldn't talk about it because we hadn't released it yet. Uh, we just released the Odetect on October 20th, uh, and it is the product that I was actually originally uh, uh, brought to Germany to launch. Uh, we have been working on the Odetect, which is a, a, a new um, product in our optical uh, metrology portfolio. Uh, we've been working on this, uh, Geo, for about four or five years now. Um, and yeah, it uh, serves as a uh, optical measuring solution that is more geared towards uh, a different type of uh, a persona, uh, a different person uh, than uh, would typically use our O-Inspect, which was uh, um, our what I'll call larger brother to the uh, to the portfolio. Uh, this persona, it's meant, uh, is meant to be for a user that is um, maybe new to metrology or uh, uh, maybe not, uh, maybe not a full-time metrologist. For example, it could be someone that is in incoming inspection or someone that works on the production floor and is a full CNC machinist, but needs to measure their own. We've designed the Odetect and the subsequent uh, software Zapphire uh, to be approachable for those people. So it really, uh, it really kind of exemplifies uh, from a hardware and stand, uh, software standpoint, easy to use, easy to approach, easy to learn, and good quality measurements. Uh, like I said, yeah, we couldn't talk about it before, but we've had a whole ton of advancements around the hardware and software Um yeah, and you can imagine it, 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 there was a there was a veil over it. I couldn't talk about the software. I couldn't talk about <laughs> because uh, uh, yeah, we were months away. <laughs> but here, here it is now. <laughs> right, brilliant, Jay. And, and and there's going to be videos coming out soon on the new Odetect. Um, I'm sure on Zeiss platforms, but also on the MTDCNC platforms too. Now, Jay, would it be safe to say then that this product is evolved? Um, because you're trying to find a solution that simplifies the way in which you inspect components? That, that is exactly it. You know, we, um, 
what we've learned uh, when we're looking at megatrends, this is kind of what we were talking about last time, um, is that to, in today's age, one of the megatrends that we've seen in the world today, especially when it comes to uh, uh, usability is um, things have to be easier to use. Things have to be more approachable. Uh, the days of overly complicated solutions, uh, uh, I think, are over. You know, we have to be able to not just um, uh, access our data, but we need to generate it as quickly as possible with with the least amount of training. Um, and based on that insight years and years ago we set out to make a very very easy to use uh platform so we uh also realized that uh hardware and software could not operate in a vacuum uh we could not just make easy to use software or easy to use hardware solutions we really had to put a project together that married the two uh and blur the lines between the two so at exactly as you say geo uh, this product bore from uh, a real desire to make a very approachable metrology solution that encompassed both hardware and software. Well, I think that you've achieved that, Jay. So congratulations. And, and for our audience that, that don't know, I believe you you were heavily involved in the design of this new product. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to take a ton of credit for it because it actually um, it, it started well before me, um, when I was still in the United States, they uh, we actually began the hardware component of this as a next generation uh, uh, optics engine platform. Uh, and then as we kind of uh, uh, got that, uh, they elicited my input from the United States. Uh, and then uh, uh, and as well as colleagues from China, India, uh, all over EMEA. Um, and then as it kind of culminated at the end and it looked like we needed to uh, uh, cross the goal line, um, yeah, that's when they brought me in. And, and uh, um, with more of a sales and marketing hat, I uh, 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 brought it uh, across. But uh, uh, we, uh, uh, especially towards the end uh, there, we really, uh, I was really part of the team that uh, um, kind of decided what functionality would come when and when we would do it. But but I don't want to take credit for uh, uh, for the team effort. The team worked very hard before me and they will they will continue to work hard after I go back. <laughs> it's, certainly a, it's certainly a fantastic product. It, um, I've had the pleasure of seeing the product firsthand um, recently actually and, 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 and as mentioned you know there are going to be some fantastic videos on the product coming soon so you'll get to our audience our listeners will get to, to see the product visually uh, coming soon on MTDCNC now in my opinion and um, Jay all the best designs um, in the world you know from the Egyptian time are the simplest designs um, and simplicity is key and, and I, I completely get where you're coming from with that. So let's explain to our audience, how simple is it to inspect a part? So I've got a component, I need to inspect it. What do they need to do? It, it's a great question. And, you know, it, it, uh, uh, it's a multifaceted answer. <laughs> Gio, the, the, uh, um, the answer to your simple question about uh, measuring a simple part is complicated. <laughs> but isn't that always the way? Uh, because like I said, on our customer's behalf, we made a lot of decisions for them uh, 
um, to simplify their experience, right? The first thing that we did, if you want to, for example, uh, a customer wants to belly up to a machine, put a small part down and measure high resolution details uh, quickly, right? It sounds very easy. Uh, a user might put it, uh, uh, put a, a, a part down uh, and then, um, you know, make a few clicks, get a report and go. As a matter of fact, I put out uh, a training uh, that will teach a user to make a simple measurement like that. And that training is about 15 minutes long. Now, let's unspool that for a second and talk about some of the things that Zeiss did to create that, uh, uh, that 15-minute experience for the customer uh, was years worth of development. Um, the first thing we did was, uh, um, like I said, create this optical engine. Uh, this optical engine is a, a, a revolutionary digital zoom camera and lensing system. Uh, previous, uh, we used mechanical zooms. Uh, now, the inclusion of a mechanical zoom uh, might mean that the customer might, in order to make a simple measurement, might have to choose what magnification they choose to measure, uh, 1x, 3x, 9x. Um, because we did went to a full digital single magnification zoom, we have a large field of view at high resolution. We cut out the need for the most part for a customer to have to decide what magnification they need. So we've simplified the measurement by a hardware advancement. Because of this hardware advancement, uh, um, the decision is made for them, right? They have the best of both worlds. They have high field of view, a big field of view, a, a high resolution. Um, so because we've improved our optics engine and we're, uh, uh, we've simplified their experience, um, we have also, um, in addition to that, for example, um, simplified the user experience uh, from a software standpoint. Uh, the navigation is very intuitive through our software. Uh, we, uh, uh, the system flow is the user, his, his or her eyes go from left to right, top to bottom. If they follow uh, the flow of you work from the menus from the left to the right, and each time you go each step from left to right, you uh, 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 open up a, 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 a section that goes uh, that has a list from top to bottom. So in order to make a measurement, they just follow instructions from left to right, top to bottom, and it will intuitively almost self-guide them through an inspection and a report. So we've added, we've completely blown up the structure of Calypso uh, and made this new Zapphire software specifically for that user to easily, you don't have to necessarily know where things are, where they're hidden. You just follow left to right, top to bottom. Uh, so the user then with very minimal training can just know, hey, uh, it's easy to measure this, uh, uh, this part I have because I may not know what to do, but I just go left to right, top to bottom. Uh, the hardware has decided for me already what the best uh, magnification is. We just go. The final thing that we did was actually geo a me um, um, meshing of the two, uh, which is 
little things like um, we've added a hardware camera, overview camera, and uh, integrated it in this easy to use software. So what do I mean by that? The user, the user used to have to go to the machine, grab a pair of joysticks and navigate uh, their way around this part uh, with their hands on a joystick, their, their, their eyeballs looking at the part and then periodically go back to the screen to look at the screen, see if they're there. We, we made a fully dedicated overview camera. All they have to do is stay in the software. Eyes stay in the software. Click, click, click. The main sensor moves. Very minimal need to touch the joysticks um, to further make it just an enjoyable, easy. The customer, uh, uh, the user doesn't really even have to know where the joysticks are, they just put it down and go. Um, so little things like this to uh, uh, really, that's how easy it is. You just take a quick training, throw a part down, uh, the software guides you, the hardware uh, decides for itself the easiest things to use. And we've added tricks all over the place in the experience <laughs> to be able to just go click, 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 get a report and go. Um, so yeah, sorry about the long-winded response to your <laughs> to your simple <laughs> question of how easy is it. It's a uh, uh, it's a 15-minute training, uh, and and uh, by all stretch of the imagination, about a you know to do caliper style measurements uh, could take a couple minutes to 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 get uh, the results you need, full report uh, uh, with the, uh, um, full knowledge that this is uh, a size piece of equipment, size quality measurements that, uh, uh, that you would come to expect. I mean, it sounds absolutely fantastic, uh, Jay. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Apple and what you're telling me, I mean, Apple is very intuitive. You know, I can remember my old, uh, <laughs> smartphones and, um, or, or mobile phones back then. They were some of them that I've had in the past were very complicated to use, and they weren't, weren't very intuitive. It sounds mm -hmm. to me like that you've 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 merged the software with the hardware, and you've made it kind of conversational, but also an intuitive kind of conversational uh, process. So even for someone that maybe is not um, a fully skilled metrologist they could quite easily go on there and check parks accurately. Am I correct in saying Absolutely, Gio. And, and as a matter of fact, the iPhone is a perfect um, example of, of, of the cues that we did. If you remember, um, you know, back when the iPhone came, uh, it couldn't do everything, but what it did do, it did extremely well. And then as it grew, uh, it could do more and more things. And really, that's our uh, intent when we started the O-Detect. Right now, O-Detect can't do everything. But what it can do, it does extremely well. And um, that's why, you know, on the onset of this uh, podcast, I was very explicit to say this is meant for a different uh, customer set. It's meant for uh, customers. It's not meant for the advanced customers right now. Right now, it's meant for uh, uh, a customer that uh, doesn't need all of the really, really highly complex measurements. It needs good quality measurements fast, just like that original uh, iPhone user. You know, they, they uh, uh, Apple took, you know, some core functionality, 
of uh, the smartphone experience and did it very, very, very uh, well. Uh, and this is our cue from that. Today's iPhone uh, looks completely different. Today's iPhone is as complex, uh, can do as uh, many, many complex things, but that's over the evolution of the iPhone. We aspire to do something similar with Odetect, but right now we're at its core foundation. Uh, uh, I like to think we are iPhone Gen 1. <laughs> you know, we do, yeah. we do uh, what we do, uh, uh, which is what we designed it to do, uh, we do very, very well. And we think that it will resonate extremely well with the customer that we designed it for. And that is, you know, uh, users that uh, need metrology level uh, um, measurement, uh, but may not be full metrologists. You know, uh, you look at a, uh, um, a CNC programmer, that's a really smart person. You know, that person uh, measures, uh, uh, writes G code and, you know, understands uh, uh, five axis milling machines and, and all of the uh, processes that it takes to make a, a part. That's a really, really smart person, but he or she is not a metrologist. So what we've designed the O-Detect to be is a uh, piece of equipment that a smart person like a, like a machinist would uh would be able to use, um, but that person, that smart person doesn't necessarily have to be a metrologist, you know? Uh, and, and, and that's really what we're going for here. Yeah, it makes complete sense, Jay. I, mean, I, I, I get it 100%. I think that, you know, in a day and age where the landscape of engineering is certainly changing at a faster rate than I could have possibly imagined. And I think that um, all the equipment and, and, and the technologies that are out there um, are, are there to aid um, a decrease in skill level in some ways. And I think that the skill, I don't say that in a negative way, but I think mm -hmm. the skills are in different areas now for planning for uh, planning areas or strategical planning. And, um, you know, the, the actual measurement it needs to be simplified because because of the the, the day and age we live in time time is a, a necessity now jay for our listeners before we move on to the the, the next section of um, questions that i have for you and um, <laughs> what kind of parts could they inspect with the odetect and what kind of accuracy could they inspect to a uh, great question and thanks for asking uh, geo uh, the parts that we're uh, primarily looking for, of course, uh, the Odetect right now is in a, a 322 volume. So 300 uh, millimeters by 200 millimeters by 200 millimeters. So the parts would, uh, would you would really want to uh, fit into that volume. Uh, we would, you know, likely want to uh, keep, you know, parts uh, within the, uh, well, the accuracy of the volume is uh, 2.4 plus L over 150, I think. So somewhere in the two and a half micron uh, uh, range uh, would be where you want. Uh, simply put, uh, Geo, you know, we think uh, 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 parts as small as, um, you know, uh, uh, little watch gears, uh, something like that, uh, up to, uh, you know, bigger parts that will fit in the volume at the micron, two and a half micron accuracy. 
Um, I also loosely, uh, not loosely, but I use the word to uh, the, the term uh, uh, 2.4 uh, microns because uh, that is full um, volumetric uh, uh, accuracy. So historically, a uh, vision machine would uh, only be accurate in uh, X and Y, so only for flat parts. Right. Uh, um, and uh, for us, if we oh, if we limit ourselves to only X and Y, then we're 1.9 microns. Um, but 2.4 microns is the full uh, cube volume, uh, uh, it, which is, you know, again, one of the uh, the, the selling points of the machine. Uh, we don't limit your uh, part uh, to a flat part. Right. We give you a full volumetric accuracy. and We do it in a really novel way. Uh, to calibrate that, but um, so the parts that your cust uh, uh, that our customers can uh, to measure can be full 3D parts, right? They don't have to be flat parts because we will deliver an accuracy spec that is uh, uh, good for the whole cube. Uh, so uh, in the past, if you were a, a med device manufacturer in a highly regulated uh, uh, field uh, like medical. Um, you can now look at um, uh, an O-Detect quite brazenly uh, and know that you're not, uh, um, don't need to worry about the accuracy of your machine. So I'm going to say that a full 3D parts uh, at high resolution um, uh, at an at accuracy of about 2.4 microns uh, across uh, the entire cube is something that uh, uh, is perfect for the O-Detect. That's just it's just fantastic, Jay. I mean, I've not I've never worked in the medical industry, but I've worked in the aerospace industry, um, and I never had to make components, you know, within two point four microns. And and I and I can tell you now, if I had the O Detect um, at that particular aerospace company that I worked for, it would have been a fantastic tool to have, and it would have saved a tremendous amount of time, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy what we. Uh, uh, I, I also now now that you say that, Gio, I think back to my first few jobs uh, as a metrologist, and I think, wow, you know, if I had something like this, um, yeah, the 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 uh, <laughs> the, the flaming not, hoops I could have jumped through. <laughs> but it's also the reporting side, isn't it? Before we again, I, I was going to move on to our mm -hmm. next section. But can we just before we move on to the next section? It's also the reporting uh -huh. side now, isn't it? Uh, you mentioned uh, the medical industry. I've just mentioned the aerospace industry and traceability nowadays is 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 so high and so important. Um, so can you just tell our audience? Obviously, you know. Checking a part is one thing, um, yep. with your with your calipers and 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 inspection equipment, but does it necessarily give you the right reporting? Does it, Jay? Mm -hmm. a, a, a traceability is multifaceted, absolutely. So, uh, uh, of course, we plug into uh, PyWeb, uh, which is uh, uh, the same uh, infrastructure that we do across our entire. Portfolio. So whether it's O-Inspect or any of our CMMs or, or metrology, we can, we can uh, archive our data digitally uh, via PyWeb. So uh, digi uh, a digitization of your uh, um, inspections are also a big megatrend uh, in today's world. So 
Uh, that's uh, another facet of traceability is your digital ability to do digital archives. Another uh, traceability factor for something like uh, medical or aerospace um, is uh, uh, you need to calibrate your uh, uh, machines to a standard uh, that go all the way back to uh, NIST in the United States or DAX here in Germany. Um, and uh, uh, all of our traceability, uh, uh, when we calibrate our machines, we calibrate our machines back to DAX, uh, back to uh, uh, back to those international standards. So you you can have traceability in that standpoint as well. Uh, and we also calibrate uh, our machines to a um, uh, ISO standard, which is uh, wide open, transparent, and global. So we get kind of traceability on all levels. Our hardware is traceable uh, to uh, um, the golden parts, you know, uh, uh, global, you know, DAX or um, uh, NIST. Uh, our standards that we calibrate to are to uh, global transparent standards. So uh, uh, if you have to tell FDA what you calibrate to, you can very transparently open up uh, the ISO 10360-7 and you can show uh, FDA, how exactly you are calibrated. Um, and then, of course, your digital uh, uh, results are archived. Your uh, results are archived digitally via PyWeb. So you have traceability at every facet of your solution. It's extremely important in today's fast world um, that you have the confidence to, to push through. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, um, traceability is huge for us, and we've got you covered uh, yeah. uh, through the design uh, 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 at all facets with this machine. Jay, that, 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 that takes me on to my next section absolutely perfectly. It leads us into it perfectly. Now, in a day and age where technologies such as Industry 4.0, working remotely, as you've just mentioned, artificial intelligence, um, automation, automated metrology, um, the complete process, really. Um, these are new technologies that everybody needs to start looking to embrace. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, I think you touched on it earlier. Uh, I, I want to take, you know, us in our industry, you and I, we have a tendency to to, to use these big buzzwords, Industry 4.0 Automation. Um uh, but I like to humanize all of that and, and, and say what it means to me. Um, you touched on it earlier uh, another way also that we we're asked to do many things that we never were asked to do. Um, so uh, uh, your your viewer and your listener, uh, Geo, is likely a uh, I can imagine a uh, uh, a machinist uh, who might also now have to do their own measurement. Right. Way back when uh, the machinist could just give the part to a metrologist and have it measured for them. Today, they have to do it themselves. The bridge, uh, uh, the bridge between that is automation. Today, when we say automation, we might say um, we might dream of robots. But the reality is all of those processes that we've done to make it easier, that's all automation. Right before we used to have to uh, take a caliper and 
you know, uh, put it on a machine, uh, measure a part. Today, that's automated by putting that same part down on an Odetech, for example, pressing a button and letting the machine dance around the part and getting a number. That's all automation. And um, what we're doing as automators is uh, simplifying the process because today we're asked to do more. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll humanize it in another way. Uh, uh, I am a um, mechanical engineer by uh, undergraduate, uh, but I, am, uh, uh, I got my master's uh, in MBA. Think about it now, Gio, uh, you're also an engineer. Today, as engineers, we're asked to have a business acumen, and we were never asked to, you know, a generation ago, engineers were never really, we never really needed to have, to care about cost of goods sold or, or uh, uh, you know, things that were really business uh, um, topics. Uh, today, we're asked to do things that we were never asked to do. And an engineer now being asked to have a business acumen, these are all things that are encompassed in Industry 4.0, right? A smarter factory, smarter design, uh, uh, more efficiency. Efficiency is, is, is a, a bore from uh, the need to um, make things better and faster. Um, so uh, as engineers, uh, uh, our adherence to an industry 4.0, which is really a standard of making things uh, more efficient, uh, it's because we as engineers are asked to do more than just care if we make this within 2.4 microns. We need to care if we can make it within 2.4 microns for less than 50 cents, right? Uh, we, <laughs> to, we never had to care about that. So I think when we use all of these buzzwords to make them human is a machinist never had to measure their own parts and an engineer never had to care about business. Today, uh, via vehicles like automation and industry 4.0 and adherence to that, um, we are doing way more than, we, uh, than a generation ago ever dreamed we would have to do as engineers and as uh, machinists and, and things like that. And, and it is through the, um, the buzzwords of, you know, yeah, automation industry 4.0 that we, that we achieve that. Sorry to go esoteric on you. No, no Jay, I think <laughs> it, 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 no, Jay, absolutely fantastic points. And I love the way in which you do humanize them because it wasn't so long ago that, People used to use the words industry 4.0, but they didn't even know themselves what it actually meant. Um, and industry 4.0 effectively has been with us for a very long time, but we just didn't realise. Um, in, in regards to time, completely agree as well. I think that time is the most precious commodity that we we've, we all we all have, whether that's in work or in our personal lives. And I think that we all have got to be as efficient as we possibly can. And, and I love the way in which you explained how automation is in the Odetect, albeit it's not a robot putting the part on and off, but it's still automated in, in, in different ways. Um, and I think that these new technologies are with us and that they're, they're going to be with us um, for the rest of our lives. And I think for the younger generation, I mean, my children, uh, using them as an example, mm -hmm. it seems like that they've 
they were born with them because they just seem to to, to it, they seem to get it straight away. And I think that um, for me, the barriers to entry are maybe um, engineers that are, are maybe been in the industry a lot longer um, than ourselves, Jay, that are used to working in a particular way, um, and that maybe are frightened of change or or are not really sure what to expect or they're comfortable doing uh, a component in a certain way. Um, and I think that it all boils down to education. Would, would, would you mm-hmm. agree? Is that, is that the, is, is, is that the way to, to break down the barriers to entry? I think, yeah, you know, it, 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 uh, uh, my head's exploding with, uh, with, with your point there because there's a million different directions to go with it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, no, no. It's, it's great. I, I love our conversations, Gio. Uh, I think at the end of the day, um, change is always frightening. Uh, um, to, uh, uh, to push yourself past what's comfortable is something that is uh, uh, sometimes not human, right? I think by, um, uh, by evolution standpoint, we are uh, taught to be afraid of what we don't understand, right? If, if, if when, we were, um, when we were hunters and gatherers, uh, uh, our bodies are meant, uh, the, the, the frightened system is, was meant to protect us. If we were scared because we weren't sure if there was a tiger uh, in the bushes, we, our body immediately got afraid of that. Uh, and that protected us when we were, you know, uh, uh, just hunters in the field. Um, so this 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 fear is inherent in our DNA to be to be scared of something that we don't understand. And I think you're spot on, Geo. The way we rise above that human response of fear of what we don't understand is education, and it takes a very brave person to choose to. Um, uh, push past their fear by education, um, uh, because you know automation. Uh, l- let's just pick on one thing. Automation isn't scary if you begin to understand what it's doing, right? Uh, um, I think we're inherently afraid. Of, uh, I-, I know some of the images that I conjure in my head when I think of automation is. Uh, robots taking my job, right? That's the classic example of it. <laughs> but that's not what it is, right? Uh, 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 what automation is doing is making my job so easier, uh, I can do more. Um, and if I didn't have this automation, I couldn't do more. And if I couldn't do more, Geo, then uh, the whole business might go out of it. Uh, my whole company might go out of business because we can't compete anymore. So the way, you know, uh, yeah, the way you get past the fear of an automation is you really have to understand, you have to at least come to the fact that um, automation isn't trying to steal my job. And then when you start to look at how automation is helping me do my job, you'll, you'll find that uh, it's not so scary. Uh, I think you and I talked about it earlier, kind of uh, off the, uh, off the record, so to speak. Um, That's part of what the measuring hero vlogs that I got part of were about. Uh, 
the Meshing Hero vlogs were basically just me being a nerd talking about tech um, and trying to do it in kind of an entertaining way so that anyone that listened to it might not be afraid of it anymore. You know, I, I just wanted to present in five minute bursts something about tech so that you could learn and, you know, like a dot scan, spend five minutes on a dot scan so you're not afraid of it. And if you see it, you don't, you can touch it and feel it and, and, and be confident with it. If you don't know what a dot scan is, some of those older engineers that like, oh my gosh, I, I have to use a tactile CMM. What is this dot scan thing here that they're talking about? Forget it. I'm going to do the old, the old way. Well, hopefully if you watch the dot scan video, you're not afraid of it. And if you're not afraid of it, maybe you'll use it. And if you use it, um, maybe you'll find yourself more efficient. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, now that I catch myself saying it out loud, Gio, you're right. Uh, I think education uh, is a way to break down the, 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 the barriers of, of fear of the unknown. And I think you're doing a great job, Jay. And I think for our listeners that have not watched um, Hashtag Measuring Hero, please find um, Jay's video on YouTube. They're, they're absolutely uh, brilliant and educational. And I think we're definitely on the same journey, Jay, trying to educate. And I'm continuously learning. I don't know about you, Jay, but I'm continuously <laughs> learning. Um, recently, I had the privilege to visit Zeiss HQ in Camborne um, to review the Zeiss scanning electron microscope, or otherwise known as the NSEM. Um, now, many may ask, what applications would you use this for in the engineering sector, including myself? I wasn't really sure. Um, but when, when I went to the HQ, where they're manufactured in the UK as well, um, I was asking these questions, you know, um, and with all these new emerging technologies, such as additive manufacturing was a perfect example. Um, they used to be able to check the powder, uh, the integrity of the material before it kind of gets used. Um, and prior to me going to um, Camborne to check out the um, SEM, in my mind about additive manufacturing, I always had that question, how do you qualify the material? And I'd never got a solution until that day um, I went <laughs> to Campbell. So again, it's, 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 it's education. You know, I think that if someone was looking, looking to get into additive manufacturing and had that same kind of fear that I had prior to me going to Campbell, and that, that fear would have been alleviated and, and there would have been the solution um, for them. Um, Jay, as always, um, you know, it's just been an absolute pleasure talking uh, with you and I hope that we can do many more of these podcasts together, make them more of a free, frequent thing. Oh, Gio, I would love that. Thank you so much. Like I, I, I said this to you and I really mean it. Uh, it it's always a pleasure to, to, uh, to talk to, uh, uh, I'm going to say it, you're not going to believe it, to an intellectual like you, uh, <laughs> because uh, uh, I love to, you know, I like to nerd out to the details, but I also do like to um, to get esoteric and talk about uh, uh, education and, and industry 4.0. And so, yeah, I also hope that we can do this uh, uh, on a more regular basis because it, it's always, always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, uh, for uh, putting me on uh, uh, and uh, letting your audience uh, hear me. Um, 
Yeah, be a dork. Well, I'll like I, well, like I say, <laughs> hopefully, Jay, this will be um, a more frequent thing. Um, and also, you know, we've, we've done these podcasts remotely so far, but um, hopefully when things return to normal, and I'm sure that they will soon, it'd be fantastic to get you over in the UK and, and, and we actually do one together. It'd be, it'd be a pleasure, Jay. I would love that, Gio. Let's let's uh, when 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 the world uh, pivots uh, toward towards us again, let's do it for sure. Absolutely, Jay. Well, thank you very much for your time, Jay. It's been a pleasure. Um, I hope the listeners at home or or in the gym or in the car have absolutely loved this podcast. They enjoyed this podcast and learned from this podcast. And if you've got any comments, don't hesitate to contact us um, to find out more. Until next week, the MTD podcast. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.